Ready? Mm-hmm. You were ready 10 minutes ago. <laughs> 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 so was I. <laughs> yeah, you were ready 22 minutes ago. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. I am Gemma. I am James. I'm having a really strange sense of deja vu. (laughs) So that the salty tadpoles have got a little bit of background there. Uh, This is the second time that I've had to do the intro. Uh, We only talked for about six minutes. It's all good. But um, some some naughty people in the kitchen that I live with uh, just, (laughs) there they are again. They're clonking and banging still. Well, um, let's run with it. So, Uh, yeah. But that uh, not not banging in the rude sense, so I have to say thank God. But um, <laughs> shocking! See, I, my brain hadn't even gone there. I I mean, I just assumed initially that the noise was caused by the doggy doing you know nope. doing barking or something. Nope. But no, socks uh, so, is clearly being good. He is a good boy. He's definitely a good boy. It's the humans that are naughty. So uh, future way to fix it: set socks on the humans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So I have four codswallops this evening. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Just three. (laughs) So anyway, James, let's crack on into it. Um, How have you been this week? I say loosely because I know that it's been chaotic. So it's, yeah, it has been. I mean, it's not too, some stuff has been very good. If we go from the weekend to now, uh, it's, you know, factory in the weekend, it's been all right. I'm just, tired because of obviously work i'm tired because long covid still messes me up it's you know the fatigue may will probably never end i'm still waking up tired um Mm, and i get tired easily but on positive notes i'm a dad at the weekend that was very nice um we spent a bit of time together had a lovely lunch that i cooked um did a big minted lamb that uh, joint that we we had uh so yeah that was very nice and hopefully i'll see him again this weekend she's pondering whether he will come and help me with some planting in the garden so yeah not too bad on those fronts not too bad at all nice so what are you thinking of planting uh roses ah so we've got, I've got, we've got i've got some roses that need planting so yeah gonna make the garden look nice it's only taken me 12 years to pull it all together but you know <laughs> better late than never yeah well i mean it's your permanent home for until mm-hmm. it's not anyway isn't it so, until um, i die yeah <laughs> I mean, unless, you know, unless you need to move at any point, but you know. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I mean, you've got plenty of time then in that case to, well, hopefully. (laughs) 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 So yeah, well, that sounds good. Yeah, thank you. The only real negative, uh, just to, you know, put the the, uh, rumours to to bed, I didn't win the 109 million. Oh. Or did I? Or did I? Because I wouldn't tell anyone if I did. Well, I'd hope you'd tell me at least. Sorry, guys, I didn't. It didn't oh. happen. But, you know, I'm hoping whoever did win it needs it. So I'm sure they don't. I'm sure that they're wealthy already, <laughs> the arseholes. I- <laughs> Although, well, regardless they are now very wealthy so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was gonna say to be honest i can't really complain because i haven't played so uh you know yeah. <laughs> it's all good <laughs> well now that i die that time so yeah and to be fair the reality is it could ruin your life so yeah yeah exactly exactly so mm. we don't want it well we do we do no. we secretly 
you know, universe. <laughs> We'd like to win, but I do also recognize the reality that it could absolutely destroy your life. But anyway, we've segued into the weird and woolly stuff. So, Gemma, more importantly than any of the weird and woolly stuff is how are you? I'm well, thank you. A broken nail the other day, which wasn't fantastic. <gasps> I know. Oh, dear. It's disgusting, wasn't it? Painful. <laughs> no, it wasn't too bad, to be honest. I'm only teasing. <laughs> I was just doing the female thing. <laughs> Although it can be painful to break a nail, to be honest. Yes. Yeah, but no, it wasn't painful. It was just, uh, yeah, I just decided to uh, get rid of it because it was like already chipped. So I thought that would be a funny start of it. (laughs) This week I've been up to Paul a couple of times, Mm -hmm. which has been Mm -hmm. nice. Um, I went one morning, um, this was before work, so met up with people at 7.30. So it meant getting up at 6 o'clock. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I remember the time when I used to have to get up at 5.30 or earlier. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. So, yeah. Yeah, it was nice because I was actually meeting, because we've got a new member of staff, and obviously Mm -hmm. we're all still working from home until I get to my cod swallop. (laughs) But it was nice to actually meet her, you know, so it was actually nice. And it was uh, two of my friends there as well. So, yeah. We had breakfast together and that was very nice and I got home about half past nine but they were expecting me to be a bit late because obviously yep. the distance I had to do so but yes I had a very nice tasty breakfast and then Good. yesterday I went to Paul again to have dinner with another two friends and that was also very nice apart from one of them's got food poisoning today so that's not not Ooh. great and I decided to drive the road that I had the accident on, on both occasions. But on mm-hmm. the way back uh, last night, I, I do have to admit that it was a bit of a white knuckle ride, to be honest. Mm. I was quite scared, but I did it. So, and that's the first time that I've driven that road in the dark now since the accident. Mm-hmm. So I was quite proud of myself, really, but it's, uh, it's still, it was quite nerve wracking. So I can understand, but it's good that Venison Highway didn't cause you any problems. No, <laughs> apart from a stupid, the only thing that happened was a stupid person walked across the road. Outfit wise, they were wearing full black, but luckily they had a white dog. So I saw the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I could slow down in time. But my God, I was like, who wears black? You know, it it's, was like, it, it was a country Gemma, road Gemma, as well. Gemma, it, it, yeah. the, 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 new, the new world now, you know, if anything had happened. I know. As a motorist, <laughs> we're in the wrong. <laughs> I know. I have a feeling that that might be a joint cod swallop in a moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Other than that, really... I've not really done much this week, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, I can't really think. But that that still was both nice occasions to actually, uh, you know, see friends and stuff like that. So I've actually got quite a busy February because I found out that Jamie Westwood and Mrs. Westwood, so his wife... And some and the family and stuff are coming down in a couple of weeks. They're coming down to Weymouth for a wedding. Excellent. Yeah, so I'm going to be able to see them. But also, I'm seeing a friend who's who had their baby four months ago, and I've not met her yet. So uh, obviously, the baby, not my friend. <laughs> I was going to say that's an interesting friendship setup. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> although I've only met you once or twice, so you know. <laughs> I think twice, twice. Yeah. I mean, clearly, 
it, it was traumatic enough that you've not seen me since. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to see you Yeah, soon. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We'll see what we can pull together. It's, yeah. The world is a strange, convoluted place at the moment, and things are just very strange and scary. Yes, it is. But, uh, yeah, so I'm planning a trip to go up to Birmingham on in so on in at the end on of in. yeah on in at the end of april and sort of like you know the bank holiday weekend sort of thing so i've got that all booked in now so hopefully fingers crossed i'll be able to see james even though he doesn't live in birmingham he can nope. get in his car don't and even, drive live, down, near, don't even live near birmingham <laughs> yeah but i don't live near birmingham either no. james no. <laughs> No, that's true. That's true. None of us. So basically, we've chosen anything. None of us are near. <laughs> no. So if I was to drive to you, that would mean that I'd have to drive six hours home. Yeah, it would. It would just. Yeah, it's. A, I'm trying to. I can't remember how long it took me to go to Birmingham. I'll have to. I mean, it's, we, we. I won't try and work this out now. But I'm going to have to chat to Lind. Yeah, I think it's about two hours. Yeah, guest and listener on the pod, um, yeah. uh, as you, you will know, because uh, we he and I did a Birmingham convention. So yeah, I had to take the train when I yeah. Anyway, yeah. Side note: I'll work it out yes. in my head at some point in the future. Uh, yeah, not right now though. But um, I think it is about two hours. So it's around. About I think it was something time. like that. Two and something hours on the train. So yeah, something like yeah. that. See, so you can do that for your friend, <laughs> just to prove that you have a friend. <laughs> yeah. The entire purpose being to prove I have a friend. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> Only one, but you know. Well. All right, Kay. When it's me, all you need is one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, really, because deep down the friendship isn't there. Gemma's just doing this like kindness, which may be quite a half of a friend, you know, something like that. <laughs> She's pity friendship. Well, I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want to put you down, <laughs> but... <laughs> oh dear right so we are doing a bit of a a quickie episode this week Mm -hmm. so we're gonna move on to our codswallops now and end with a few stories of the week so we've each got two stories so we're gonna yeah so it's either going to be a 30 to 40 minute episode so as you can probably tell by the name of the episode it's called a quickie or something Mm. related to quickies Mm -hmm. we all Another update as well that I should say is that, you know, with regards to our YouTube channel, you know, I said last week that we had 22 people. We've now got doubled that and we've got 44, I think it is, or 40 something, 44, I think. So that's good. But also we definitely would love anybody else who's got a YouTube account to Mm. click and, uh, you know, like and subscribe. Uh, James, if you've got one, feel free to click that button. Or if you haven't got one, create one yeah, so that you can click one. that button. <laughs> yeah, I'll um, I'll see who I can get to also join and watch us through the the wonderful medium that is YouTube. And at some point, salty tadpoles, you may well get to see a wonderful video of me and Gemma. Well, wonderful yeah. video of Gemma, me, yeah, mediocre. You know, <laughs> if, if we get enough, if salty tadpoles want it enough, I will put the bag over my head, not to kill myself. Don't you know, not into yeah. that sort of stuff. Just so you don't have to see me. Oh, it was just as long as it's a paper bag, not a plastic yes. bag, because we don't yes. want you to suffocate. <laughs> we do some yeah, air and th- holes. And, and just a point, this isn't going to be like an unless unless you pay enough and we turn it to OnlyFans, it becomes an autoerotic asphyxiation video. Oh, okay, do I have to be involved? <laughs> <laughs> Without the death, not no death. <laughs> well, no, you'd have to be there to make sure I don't die. <laughs> 
Mm. <laughs> let's move on. Let, let's uh, let's elevate it from the you know from the the lows from the lows to the highs or you know yeah. something like that. Yeah, definitely. Let's quickly move this on so that we don't feel yeah. awkward anymore. Let's move it. <laughs> I mean, it, to be fair, the fact that we've been discussing auto autoerotic asphyxiation, our listeners are salty tadpoles. Yeah. It kind of links. It, it kind of links. It does. It absolutely does. <laughs> so, um. Have you got any codswallop this week, James? <laughs> um, nothing horrendous, but the only obvious one that I think we're going to both share is the changes to the highway code, yes. which have created it, – it, it. it's not – I mean, you get a lot of cyclists around here anyway who are the bane of my existence, but it's – I've got to be honest, they've not caused me a major problem. Um, the only thing is, it's the concern that it, it could create issues for people using roads. The one that amuses me is you've got to open the door in a certain way. You know, that's what mirrors are for. Um, and the one that has cracked me up, though, <laughs> though I noticed people didn't do this for me, but when I was out with my dad, we were quite abused by the fact that as soon as we got to, like, a crossing area, you saw this look of panic on motorist faces looking at you because they're thinking, oh, my God, we've got to let him get across the road. You know, we can't get in trouble for it. And me and my dad were like, yeah, you can see this look of panic. But it... The worry I have is it's going to create a lot. Of, it will get problematic at some point. Things are going to go horribly wrong because people are not going to know what to do or they're going to get surly. Yeah. Um, the problem we have here is when you get cyclists out, they're in a lot of groups. You get a lot of group cyclists. So the, the positioning themselves to the middle of the road riding two abreast, it just worries me that that could easily become an accident. Um it will slow people down definitely, but it could easily become an accident. And I thought the idea of when cyclists were maybe in one row and to the side was a safe way of doing things, but I don't know. But anyway, I get a feeling this has annoyed you, Jim. You expect to be yeah. more rageful, I'm sure, but I've not been, so I'm going to ask, how has it annoyed you? <laughs> well, I'd say that other codswallops have more raged me than this one, but right. uh, yeah, it still has, um, it's still frustrating because... Um, well, actually, I haven't read up about it, to be completely honest. So just quickly, going back to the fact that you said that you have to open a door the certain way. What's that? It's like you've got to open it to, I think, is it going to the... Someone can correct me, but it's opening with an opposing hand or something so you can look over your shoulder and see if there's anyone coming the other way. I think it's the idea that you're opening with your left hand to open the door if you're mm -hmm. a passenger. So, no, I, However you're doing it, you're looking so you can you know you can see behind you to make sure you don't open the door and somebody's coming past. Makes sense, but that is what mirrors on the car are for as well. So. Yeah, because I was going to say that's normally what I do. I just look into the mirror quickly and then I have yeah. a quick glance round to just double check and then open the door yeah. normal. But um, I mean, I do see quite a lot of people just open their door and you know, like a car will come flying past and they're wondering yeah. why they got a door and in their hand. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the, that that is the problem. But it's. Yeah. It, to me, that's what the mirrors are for, but it, it's been more fun watching how pissed off some people on Facebook have been about it, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> oh, I've, I've seen none of that, so I've just kind of ignored it all. But yeah, I think, well, my biggest thing that I said was was that, um, and I said this to my mum as well, that mm -hmm. I think what needs to happen, if this is going to be the case, that pedestrians yes. and cyclists and yes. anybody else needs to yep. read the hand, you know, the, the proper handbook and yeah. learn the rules of the road, you know, so that we're all on exactly the same page because, you know, it's uh, my mum's mum, my mum 
has been a driver, but she mm-hmm. wasn't a driver for very long, so she's been more of a pedestrian than anything. Right. But, um, you know, she's in her 70s, and she wouldn't, you know, all those years ago when she passed a driving test, she wouldn't remember what the rules of the road were, you know. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like I think people do need to just look up all those reasons, you know, or just put more zebra crossings in. Well, I think I think the problem is the onus looking at it more is on cyclists, uh, around the drivers, and uh, the, it, it. I get that everyone will have some, you know, have the cyclists will have to ensure that they do things correctly, uh, as will the motorists. But you, like I said, that thing when you see the the look of panic of oh god, I've got to let somebody cross because the onus is on the motorist. And yes, you could argue the motorist is taking up most of the road, using etc., pay road tax etc. Mm. Um, but I just think yeah, everybody sort of what you've said is spot, and everybody needs to have an idea of how it's going to impact upon them, what they're going to do. I just basically stick with the same rule I've always had, which is I've got to be terrified of everybody else around me because they could create a problem, and I've yeah. got to just be as safe as I can be, basically. But but of course, what I obviously always carry with me is I am an Audi driver. I am God's gift to the road, and <laughs> you are all wrong. But that's why I have to make sure that you know that nothing happens because I'm right, you're wrong. <laughs> Enough there, said. You know when you when you purchase your Audi car, is yeah. there like a new yeah. highway code that you need to learn? No, according to one of my work colleagues, and we can bleep this one out, um, he says that what happens is that when you purchase an Audi and you shake hands with a dealer, uh, they genetically pass over to you something called the twat gene, uh, which will obviously infect you and influence your driving. I mean, I refer to it as the godhood gene. Uh, he refers to it as the twat gene. And I have asked him for my next car purchase, what will take me above the quote-unquote, as he calls it, twat gene? He says I need to get some sort of drug dealer star Range Rover, so that's the next plan to see if I can ascend higher up the Mount Olympus. Ooh. Well, then you'll have no excuses not to get in in the snow, though. That's the only problem. <laughs> Unless I say it's so, it's so you know, blinged out and all that stuff, it can never actually touch the road when there's bad stuff. Or go, oh, and most people who drive Range Rovers, I never see any cross country trails whatsoever. <laughs> and also, just to say, why do I need to bleep that out? I don't know. It's just the sheer level of filth. I didn't know if I was allowed to. Oh, no, it's the other. It's the other word. I'm not. I'm not allowed to use, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> twat. Twat is absolutely fine. Everybody. Um, yes. For our American listeners, that's how you really pronounce twat. Is twat. Yes. <laughs> and it also, because I was bored one day when I was at school, you know, as you are in English, and um, you know how you used to look it up in the dictionary to see. Mm-hmm what um what things mean and she just means pregnant goldfish so it's not yes. really that big of an insult mm. so yeah so uh i don't think quite that my colleague meant it in pregnant goldfish sense but i i as i said he looked at it one way i say the godhood gene is passed on to the the owner of the audi <laughs> well there you are there you are folks <laughs> so have you got any other cod swallops this week I think that's pretty much it, really. It's other than the fact that the weather's been terrible as ever, but it, uh, it's winter. It is what it is. That yeah. is life. Yeah. Such is. Exactly, James. Come on. you just got to be cheerful. The weather is yes, the weather. Yes. And everything <laughs> hurts because it's cold. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I do. I do know that feeling, so don't worry. Mm-hmm. I do know it well. Yeah, because my back always plays up when it's cold or warm. Yeah. So it's either or. <laughs> 
you're like me, it's just a constant. <laughs> well, it's not constant because if it's like a mediocre kind of day, then I'm all right. But yeah, if right. it's uh, too hot or it's too cold, no, it's not mm. good. <laughs> oh, God, I bet the salty tadpoles are really wishing they hadn't tuned into this episode. But thank oh, no. you for t- I think, bearing with I us. Think, <laughs> I think it's the polar opposite. I think they're going, God, I feel so much better about myself listening to these two. <laughs> My life seems so much better. Well, well I mean, obviously, apart from against my godhood Audi ownership, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> um, my other cod swallop this week, because obviously I had the joint one with you, mm-hmm. was, um, well, I mean, you. I don't know if you've heard the story about this West Ham player who kicked his cat. Oh, the putty cat, yeah. Yeah, and I know you're not a massive fan of cats, but I know you wouldn't do this kind of thing, but yeah, he was just kicking it around the room. I wouldn't hurt a cat. I, I wouldn't hurt a cat. I don't no, really no, dislike I... them that much. They just set my hay fever, uh, my, uh, you know. Allergies. Uh, allergies off, terribly. Yeah, yeah. but no, I, I, I know, uh, yeah, because um, I know, obviously, that, yeah, I, what I meant by that is that I know you don't particularly like cats, but I know you would never hurt one, you know, no, kind of thing. No. But, um, unless it was self defense. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like the I thing suppose. Came up <laughs> <laughs> one of us is coming out the room okay and it ain't going to be the cat if it launches itself at me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this, uh, this footballer and the fact that he went on to play the game as well, because I, you know, yeah. you know, we don't watch football and stuff like that no. and we don't you know watch sport or anything but uh yeah the fact that the the guy just put him straight into the match Mm. you know and it's i think it's disgusting behavior Uh. because if i just post something on facebook that's inappropriate Mm. work related Mm -hmm. i could get you know could get fired yeah yeah whereas he didn't do you know they didn't do anything for this you know really horrific act that he did against his cat yeah, I still don't cruelty. quite understand why. I don't understand why he did it. It makes no sense. No. If, okay, so the football clubs find him, fair enough. And thankfully, his pets have been taken away from him. Oh, they uh, have. But yeah, his Good. pets were taken away from him by the RSPCA. Uh, but I'll just say the guy comes across as a complete and utter. Well, he's a loser, basically. It's pathetic. It's it's yeah. the general same old story of someone who has been given, let's be honest, far too much money, uh, far and thinks that. They can do whatever they want, and it's just not the reality of the situation. The guy's an idiot, and clearly, what I'd also say, if you're willing to do that to hurt animals, hopefully this isn't the case with him, but a lot of people who hurt animals, that's where psychopathic behavior starts yep. out. So, yeah, keep an eye on him. Yeah, absolutely, because there's, like, insects and stuff like that as well. When, you know, mm-hmm. when they, you know, take uh, wings off of butterflies or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing, mm-hmm. it's all yeah the psychotic kind of thing but mm-hmm. it was just the fact that they were all like laughing and thought it was funny and i don't know just didn't sit right with me so no I've, uh, on a positive note all these other uh all the people was getting some real chance thrown at him in the grounds wasn't yeah. about kicking a cat so to be fair i think the uh well i would definitely look at seeing if they can um if some sort of action can be taken against him because it's just not right and it's not normal behavior and the worst thing is some people will look up to him so this is not this is not good if any people think this is okay behavior it certainly isn't it's i I just can't work it out it doesn't make sense to me so no because it's like what i put on um i mean i wanted to write a lot more but uh, I, I I sat back and told myself yes. not to, you know, kind of thing. But, um, you know, like I put the fact that animals don't prejudice against anyone and it's like they they just love unconditionally, you know. And it's mm-hmm. that goes for pretty much all animals, you know. Mm-hmm. 
they don't expect, uh, you know, they just want to be loved as they love you, you know. But, uh, yeah, wasn't wasn't very good at all. No. So I thought that that was uh, worthy of a codswallop. Um, very true. And my third codswallop is the fact that my work has now given me a date of going back to the office. And I'm really, mm-hmm. really pissed off. Yes. Yes. I think, unfortunately, there'll be a lot of people who feel the same way, but I yeah. can understand why you're unhappy. Yeah. It's a good job, actually, because we – not a good job that I can go back to work because that's definitely no. not a good job, but it's a good job that we delayed this recording for a couple of days because <laughs> I was seething. I was, you were steamed. Yeah. You were steamed. Yeah, because I, I found out on Monday, and then I said to James, look, I just cannot record today. I, I cannot because I am so angry. I wouldn't have been able to have been comical with it. You know what I mean? It's I was livid. I was like really, pa- really angry. Would have enjoyed, Pam, would have enjoyed it though, just see how angry you were just for the whole experience. I'd be like, right, this is really going to be Codswallop. Do you think she's pissed most of the time? <laughs> the thing is though, with regards to my team, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. there's the part where we've all been working from home it's been nearly two years now and we've all done it and we've adapted really, really well. And the service to the customers is exactly the same. So there's literally been no change whatsoever. But with regards to me personally, I'm the one who's got the most to lose by going back to the office because I've got to now factor in a two hour commute every day. Mm-hmm. It's uh, okay. So it's three days in the office and two days at home. So if it was potentially the other way round, then I would say it wasn't quite as bad. But right. yeah, because the problem is, is that now I've got the new car and well, it's not new, new car, but new to me car yes. and the engine's 1.4. That means that the pet is like a petrol guzzler. Oh, 1.4. Oh, beastly power. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's probably not as big as your 4.2 nine or whatever no i haven't but- got a, a 4.9 <laughs> i'd have no money at all because i'd just spend my entire life filling it up now yeah but yeah 1.4 no no it is if you if you've got to jump from a lower engine size no there, it's a respectable engine size yeah i i know and i'm quite happy with it so you know it's like are we comparing engine sizes <laughs> no, that's, no no we're not i was just having a laugh you know i'm jossing i know of course i do that's what we're doing but um yeah it's uh so it's going to be like a petrol guzzler and it's gonna mm-hmm. um well the two trips that i did to paul so where i work um mm-hmm. over the last two days it's uh i went from having three quarters of a tank no, mm-hmm. not three quarters of the tank. What is it when it's the fuller one? It's not three quarters, is it? A full tank, perhaps. Okay, let's uh, take that bit out then. <laughs> <laughs> What's higher than three quarters? A full tank, possibly? <laughs> okay, so I went from having a full tank, let's say, to yes. now I've got nearly nothing left. That's the problem with... Is it petrol? Yeah. That's and the problem with automatic. petrol, because... That's the problem with petrol, because I remember when I was, like, when I was having the car fix, they gave me, like, a one-litre petrol, a one-litre, which was terrifying on the motorway, but a one-litre, and it's the amount of fuel they go, just at one litre it went through, I was like, holy crap, because it just seems to, like, drink it, whereas the diesel I've got has got a big engine, but it doesn't, you know, through the way the diesels operate, it doesn't seem to drink as much. But no, it doesn't diesels, drink as much. Yeah, diesels are a little bit more economical, aren't they? That's mm-hmm. why I think that's why the price of the, 
diesel is a little bit higher than the petrol, isn't yeah. it? So they can make their money's worth. But yeah. yeah. But it's all right because all you tree hugging, eco friendly bastards will have us moving on to electric cars soon. Well, that's what, what that's what Boris wants, isn't it? <laughs> Apparently, it's well. It's not just Boris. It's just across the board. It's uh, anyway. Yeah, that's I've lost one for another day. Yeah, I was going to say I've lost my love for Boris now. Unfortunately. <laughs> I I I wasn't impressed when I met him. I still am not impressed with him. So, no. but uh, yeah, so I was quite a you know like a, a sort of thought. Well, he could probably do a good job, you know, kind of thing. But yeah. Anyway, let's not get into politics because no, we don't no, no. talk about politics in this no, podcast. No. But yeah, it's um yeah, it's been quite a letdown. But then again, I suppose he did have COVID a couple of times, didn't he? So, and I know what your brain's like when it comes to COVID. So. Maybe he's uh, suffering, you know. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're straying to politics and we always don't do politics. So. No. So anyway, so I'm really annoyed with my work, going back to mm -hmm. that. And I'm the only one in the office, well, not in the office, but the only one in my team that's got a lot to lose, basically. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm really pissed off. And I'm mm -hmm. kind of like, I'm thinking to myself, well, Maybe I should start looking for another job then because mm -hmm. as I haven't got, I haven't got the money to be able yeah. to rent in a, you know, nearer to work sort of thing because mm -hmm. it's in a really expensive area. It's unfortunately because where we're right by the coast, it's, you know, like people like really want the places sort of thing. So it's yeah. like a lot of uh, money can be spent on uh, properties and stuff. So it's just. It's so expensive down here. It's like, mm. literally, if I moved to where you lived, I could probably, for the rent of, a, well, not a studio, but like a two-bedroom flat, for example, mm -hmm. I could probably get a four-bedroom house up north, mm. you know? And and I think that's ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, it's it, the whole, I think a lot of house price in general is just ridiculous. It, it yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense, but this is the problem with... The, the way the, a lot of the, 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 the structure of finances in this country operates, a lot of it, well, far too much of it is on house prices. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy. It's like, you know, you've got Harrogate near me and you're looking at sort of millions of pounds for a house that's maybe in some, you know, like say a three-bed house sometimes or an apartment. It's like three million pounds. It's, it's oh, crazy. It, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's madness. Um, I mean, I suspect what's happening a lot with work and with a lot of businesses is that you would find the the the, the worry they have is they've got offices that they, that are that have been empty, and that even when it becomes apparent that probably you could work from home for a lot of them, they will like, well, we've got to do something with the office, so we've got to get people back in. But then, yeah, the same argument that could be said is why not rent the um, property out? And the problem they'd have is that, no, if, think about it, if they can prove there's no use to having the office, who's going to want to rent a big office? It's, yeah, mm. that's the, the that's the problem. That's the, uh, the catch-22 situation, I guess, for most businesses. Um, but, yeah, I can understand where you're coming from. It isn't going to be much fun, and the sad thing is going to be an awful lot of people in, that, in the, the same boat who don't want to return to work and... Um, well, hence why you've seen a mass exodus of people leaving businesses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, we might have to watch a space. And uh, I mean, I'm not going to leave straight away. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to see how it goes. But because uh, mm -hmm. I do, the, the really sad thing is that I really love my job. And I actually, mm -hmm. you know, the customers that I deal with are really nice. Okay, some of them aren't. But, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy um, 
what I do with, and the company that I work for is fine as well. You know, they, they're a nice mm-hmm. enough company to work for and stuff. So, you know, it's like I don't necessarily want to leave, but I'm kind of in a rock and a hard place at the moment where I'm yeah. thinking, well, I might have to. So, yeah. So we shall, we shall see. So, um, but yeah, that wasn't the best of news I got on Monday this week. So, uh, yeah. <sighs> Should we cheer up the salty tadpoles by moving on to some stories of the week, James? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Did you want me to go first with mine and then you go? Cause you I, got I will. Two, I'll, let, you? I'll let you go first. Okay. So if I do one, you do another and so forth. Yep. yep. Okay, cool. cool. Right. So my first one is, it's a Talking Cods Wallet podcast. So this podcast wouldn't be anything without a fish, po- uh, fish story, would it? So here we go. Long in the tooth, Goldie the puffer fish has emergency dental work. Dental work on a fish, dear God, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, to be honest, looking at the pictures, that is actually pretty cute fish. So let's see. A puffer fish had to undergo emergency dental work after her f- uh, her. Oh, well, how do how do you know the gender of a fish? Sorry. Sorry. There must be a way of finding out, clearly. Other species would not be able to procreate. So somebody, the veterinarian, probably looked into it. Ah, because, yeah, I just never thought of a fish having a gender, to be honest. Well, they've got to do, or they won't be able to recreate, would they? Unless it's one of these ones that, you know, can like, you know, it's like intersex and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, I suppose. It's got to happen, Gemma. It's got to happen. Oh, the I species suppose. has got to carry on somehow. Well, there you go. Actually, this week the Metro has talked. Uh, it's not the Metro, sorry. It's the Guardian. Uh, you see, no, you see, it's not possible. The Metro cannot teach you anything apart from shit journalism. <laughs> That's why I've picked an article from the Guardian. <laughs> Almost as bad, but carry on. <laughs> well, a little bit better, though. Come on now. <laughs> um, so let's start again. A puffer fish had to undergo emergency dental work after her teeth grew so big she was unable to eat. The owner of Goldie, the porcupine puffer fish, Mark Byant, 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 I think it is actually, 64, again important to actually let you know what his age is, rushed her to the vets in Kent after noticing she was losing weight because her long teeth prevented her from eating properly. How do you know that a fish has lost weight is my other question. Um, Medics at Sandhole Veterinarian Centre in Snodland. (laughs) Can we just take a moment for the word Snodland? (laughs) Confirmed the five-year-old puffer fish's teeth needed to be sawn down. They sedated her using a bowl of water filled with a mild anaesthetic solution so that they could cut one of uh, one inch of her teeth. The vet, Daniel, who specialised in caring for exotic pets, said porcupine pufferfish teeth are known as beaks and grow continuously throughout their lives. They're usually kept short naturally. Uh, let me start that bit again. Sorry. It's all right. I'm with, I, I was with you. I'm understanding. Yeah. yeah, I was doing quite well, actually, as well, wasn't I? Um, Gemma done not fucked up. Keep going, Gemma. It's all right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> they usually kept naturally short as they wear, uh, wore down on their regular diet of hard-shelled foods. But while these foods are provided in her home environment, 
she is not forthcoming in eating them. As a result, her upper beak grew to the point where it was hindering her to be able to eat effectively. Goodness me, this is a large article. This is why we don't use the uh, Guardian very often. To calm Goldie during the procedure, the water was kept well oxygenated. This meant she was still breathing nicely throughout, but was able to be held for brief periods out of the water without becoming too stressed. Uh, The veterinarian nurse, Debbie Addison, held Goldie in a damp towel to prevent her from drying out and provide a layer of protection if Goldie's puff-up defence mode is activated. When they feel threatened or distressed, puffer fish can inflate to double their size. So there we go. I thought that anyway, but uh, only I knew that anyway, but only because of uh, Disney animated films. <laughs> I think it's Disney or Pixar, whichever. <laughs> anyway, so the, the fishes had the procedure. I'm going to kind of skip through this now. And she, she responded well, and there was no stress at all. Within five minutes, she was able to stay up Right in the water, within 10 minutes, she was happily swimming around. Goldie was back home and eating within two hours. I'm going to call that the end. Well, I've managed to slowly not go into a coma listening to that story. Talk about (laughs) the puffer fish. Uh, No, I mean, to be fair, we're poking fun at it, which is not a good idea of the puffer fish. Uh, You know, could get messy. But... um, I mean, to be fair, I was thinking, like, why why do this for the fish? But then I thought about our discussions earlier about kindness to animals and things. So, yeah, I guess yeah. the person loves the fish and it means a lot to them and you want to help the fish. It, it's all good. You know, it's good. It's it's a nice thing to have done. So I'm not going to bash that and be nasty too much. Yeah, which is fair enough. But I think also they said, uh, if I remember correctly, that they've had the fish for about five years and it, to my knowledge, fish don't really last very long. So uh, it obviously was quite a loved fish. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We can still make yeah. fun of it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But <laughs> interestingly for mine, we're moving on to another animal topic. Okay. And you, you go into shops, you find kind of, you might meet the odd weirdo who's in there shopping who, you know, is strange, but you very rarely have this happen. So, a bargain hunting mole found its way into a branch of pound stretcher and <laughs> frightened staff before they came around and named him Ernest. Frightened, really? I mean, shocked, yes, but frightened. So, the furry mammal is thought to have stowed away on a pallet to get inside and spent around four hours browsing for who was spotted hiding by the tills last week. Store manager Judy Brewis, 64, described the moment that one of her checkout assistants screamed after finding the rat-sized mole. That is pretty big, then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Judy, who has worked in the shop for four years, said, I was like, what the hell is that? I had seen a mole before. I'm pretty sure I know that was a mole if I saw it. I've only seen wind in the willows. That's the only mole I've seen, really. So Judy's using that as her way of working out a mole, a fake (laughs) cartoon or stop-motion animation mole. But in in her defense, she says, I was amazed how furry it was. He was so clean, too. He didn't look like he'd just come out of a hole. Uh, Judy helped put the mole in a basket before taking it back across the road to a wooded area around 500 yards away. 
Um, whether he'd come bargain hunting, I don't know, she said, but he certainly caused a stir. He was a good four or five inches long and quite chubby. My colleague had called him Ernest Penfold from Danger Mouse. Pretty sure Ernest <laughs> nice. Penfold was a, was a, was a hamster. Um, Judy said there were yeah. around seven customers in the shop in Stone Market, Suffolk, when the bowl was found on February the 1st. She said, I don't know how he got across the road without getting squashed or without anyone seeing him. You couldn't see him coming in on CCTV because he obviously came in alongside a pallet. He was in the store for around four minutes. Customers wanted to have a look to see what he looked like. He was about the same size as a rat, but without the telly. He's quite a big boy or girl. I don't know what he was. Uh, he was a mole. Uh, I didn't want to stroke him because I don't know if they bite. We just wanted him to be safe and put him back outside. He's quite a cute-looking little critter. Yeah. Uh, He's going to have problems with eyesight, isn't he? Because moles have very bad eyesight. So the poor thing's probably just wandering around trying to know what's going on. But yeah. Yeah, I don't exactly. know why. Yeah, I don't know why the whether someone has picked this lady's image to look like she's shocked, but she looks like she's in abject terror of something, and she has like almost un, unreal eyes on the picture. It, <laughs> it, it's weird. It doesn't do her any justice as an image, um, <laughs> but. Clearly, it's probably the most exciting thing that's happened in that that shop in uh, in where was it Suffolk uh, for quite a while because they obviously everyone was so interested in it. Um, well, I mean, we, you don't get much excitement in Pound Stretcher, do you? You obviously don't, you know, no. apart from some apart from some weird person shopping there, maybe. But he seems quite a lovable little creature. So, yeah. Uh, but I can only assume the poor thing got lost because they don't have good daylight uh eyesight they're not designed for trying not, being out in that sort of thing so. yeah not to my knowledge no because again you know from cartoons <laughs> yep. I, I know but i don't know who i don't know what moles are like <laughs> in real life so <laughs> uh, i have seen them in real life they're generally well they've got a very velvet velvety style fur and they're yeah. generally just kind of wee little things but no it's a it's a nice looking little creature Aww. but i just thought it was an interesting little story it was a it was a, a more pleasant one to discuss in fact both of our animal ones apart from the the uh kurt zuma kicking the cat has uh yes been uh has been pleasant so far Yes, absolutely. So, did you want to read your second story last and I end with my... Yes, I do, because mine is so freaking weird. Yeah, and mine (laughs) is quite funny. (laughs) Yes, so so it's mine up next. So, we've gone from being nice to animals to the slightly polar opposite, which is a stomach of steel is required to take part in this rawsome food challenge. Nice play on words. I'd just like to to note that both these are from the Metro, so don't expect the high quality of well anything um from them (laughs) so a carnivore is putting his love of meat to the test by conducting an experiment to see how long he can survive eating raw flesh every single day raw flesh doesn't sound right does it it doesn't but it is kind of factually accurate yeah well or is it i don't know flesh is more the outside but anyway so the man has so far managed 78 days consuming his favorite uncooked foods including chicken breast steak and swordfish apparently without succumbing to severe food poisoning he has documented his quest to eat raw meat every day until i die from bacteria really this is the the, the hill you want to die on pal Uh, on instagram account at raw meat experiment sharing his daily diet with more than sixty thousand followers he washes down his meals with raw eggs or raw animal milk. 
In one of his first posts, the unnamed man who lives in the US tears into a steak, bites into the fat while his dog hungrily looks on. See, that I can understand, because it's like having, I love steak tartare, which is basically a, you know, it's it's raw minced up steak served with egg and... um if I remember onions and uh, capers. I love that. That's great. And you have like spi- you know, spicy stuff with it. But it's not something you should be doing every day. No. Uh, but the same with this guy. He's taken the caveman diet to the extreme. He's since enjoyed delicacies including cow liver and camel milk. Okay. I can kind of understand some of them. But, but even cavemen cooked their food. Well, probably not originally. But yeah, they would have done. I'd like, well, like to try yeah. camel milk though. Yeah, I suppose, Camel milk yeah. could be interesting. Uh, so on day 33, he tucked in some minced beef, telling followers no chewing involved. You can basically just place the cow flesh in your mouth and swallow it. But again, that doesn't yeah. shock me too much because it, it's like eating very raw or very rare cereal steak tartare. Uh, it, well, you've got to have a specific cut, a good cut for steak tartare. But anyway, so he said, yeah. pretty tasty. Half the cost of a steak will probably be a weekly meal along with cod. So you're getting into dicey territory with certain raw fish. With sushi grade, it's a bit different, but just eating wolfing down raw fish is probably risky because of parasites. But he says, the following day thir- 34, when asked how he was feeling, he wrote, good, I like it so far and feel no reason to stop. No, no crazy, crazy changes either way. By day 40, he revealed he comfortably chowed down on one pound of mince in five minutes, but while he said raw meat was growing on him, he considered cooked fresh tastes a bit better. On day 45, he treated himself some raw bacon, which he insisted was Ugh. delicious, although one follower said they thought it was a skin foot. <laughs> a skin foot. <laughs> oh. He revealed mince ground beef has now become one of his top choices on day 76. Again, that doesn't... I could, I could do that. That wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Uh, a brick of shredded cow and a milk of the sheep. Ground beef has become my favorite meal. I could happily eat raw beef. That wouldn't faze me. Um, due to the low cost, ease of consuming a pound in like four minutes, gathering 800 calories of absorbable cow and digesting perfectly. But he's an exclusive eating raw meat. He occasionally enjoys cooked steak and potatoes or chicken and rice. However, he's moving to that direction more and craving cooked food less. Uh, basically, uh, he says that he he believes that eating a plant, he previously been eating mostly a plant based diet began to suffer health issues. He thinks eating meat has healed himself. Um, he started eating steak and eggs for breakfast instead of bagels and smoothies. I can agree with. I can see on the bagels, maybe. Yeah. I felt full for most of the day and stable instead of getting dizzy from a carb crash. Um, and a 56-year-old woman says she feels healthy and ever, rejecting a vegan lifestyle in favour of raw meat and organs. And that's a moment to Eva LaRoche from Chicago. She feels fitter and stronger and both the body of a 25-year-old. And being the lovely journalistic prowess of the Metro, that's where it ends. He tells us <laughs> rock all else. But there are pictures of him eating raw steak, which like, I have done. I can admit I've eaten raw steak, bits of it. I've had steak tartare. It's not a problem. Yeah. I have done it in the past one the other thing he's doing which he's having raw eggs a la rocky style uh but I, I wouldn't want to do it a lot because i just don't think this is a good idea constantly no no, no. i mean i get my steak done medium <laughs> sometimes mm. medium rare but that's it <laughs> I, I go i go blue yeah i go very very rare on them uh, and occasionally if i have to i'll go to sort of like medium rare <laughs> yeah but uh no 
no. I need I need my food to be cooked. Sorry, people. I'm sorry. Unless it's a salad, and then that doesn't need to be cooked. I like when I take the knife near the steak, it recoils. <laughs> and I have to drag it back to the centre of the plate. <laughs> no, no. Because, yeah, you can put tomato sauce with it, but no blood. Sorry, no blood. It's like when I'm running into the you know, to get the full experience, I run into the field across and lick the cows. Just <laughs> 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 like, mm, food. <sighs> I think I might have changed the name of this episode. I think it's going to have to be called Cow Licker now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> running and lick the cows. Farmer's like, you again, piss off. <laughs> James the I'm Cow hungry. Licker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or it might just be cow liquor, one of the two. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Can't just help it out. But yeah, I'd been serious. The uh, the idea of eating the raw food, I get it to a degree, but I think yeah. it's probably a bit risky. <laughs> it's like, you know, day, day 80, this guy's really, really thin because his entire body is run through with parasites that are eating his uh... <laughs> No. Did he say he was eating raw chicken? Well, they're saying that uh, on some of the pictures... It's hard to tell. I can definitely tell he's eating steaks, but he's mm-hmm. eating one thing that I'm not entirely sure what it is. It could be like, it almost was like a lung or something. Okay. But I, I, can't, I don't think it is a lung. It's probably, like, well, it might be a heart, actually. Probably a heart, an animal heart. Um, but it's, it, I suppose he's been eating fish and things. I mean, again, I eat sushi, so I do eat raw fish, but yeah. it's it's a grade. You've got to be careful. You can't just keep chowing down on like anything. Because there are going to be parasites and problems. With yeah. It. But if it makes him happy, I mean, the mad bastard wants to run a thing that says, you know, eat it until I die. So I guess he, what the reality is, he just wants likes. So go and look at, in fact, I'll click the link while we're talking. Let's look what the Raw Meat Express says. Is he dead yet? Uh, no, he's still alive by the looks of it. <laughs> but there is a picture of meeting Raw Octopus. This guy's, well, I, I'm impressed. And definitely raw liver, yeah. But raw octopus and some sort of fish. Okay, well, whatever works for him, mad bastard. And eggs. He keeps drinking raw eggs. Huge things full of raw eggs. No. See, oh, no. Oh, I'd hate to be anywhere near him when he farts. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he, I bet he'll smell. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and number yeah. two. All his, pro, his protein levels are probably like, if he was a bodybuilder, he'd be like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. His levels would be off the chart. Right, so my last story is... Yes. London posties stagger around after accidentally <laughs> eating a load of hash browns. Now, I have read this story, so it's uh, a very funny story, but there is a bit of a sad ending, so... So just to, just to pre- be sure, you mean hash brownies, not hash browns, because hash browns are potato-based things. <laughs> That's a very good point. Hash brownies is exactly what I meant, not hash browns. So, yes, I'm not going to. I'm not going to correct myself. You've corrected no. me, no, so no. it's all good. It's all right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, with so, that kind um, of with that kind of commentary, you could write for the Metro. <laughs> They'd love to have me. <laughs> Royal Mail have launched an investigation into a video that's shown postmen staggering in the streets after accidentally, in quotes, (laughs) (laughs) eating brownies laced with cannabis. The workers have said to have mistaken the edibles in a Pablo chocolate bar or choco Mm -hmm. bar box for innocent treats. 
and they were filmed unsteadily and needing help <laughs> on their rounds in Clapham, South London, <laughs> which I just think is amazing. <laughs> a social media user, seemingly a colleague, wrote, Today, almost all of the posties in Clapham accidentally ate hash brownies, and I had to pick them up one by one because they were so high. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. One guy said he was walking to a door and thought he was walking forever. Are we sure he was on hash and that LSD? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Say a prayer for him now. Hopefully he's asleep <laughs> or singing with unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> the text appeared over footage shown one dazed uh, postman sitting in a sorting office and just about managing to relay that he had eaten four <laughs> of these brownies <laughs> a male voice can be heard saying i think it's weed <laughs> one colleague was seen explaining they had been sent to an empty property with no return address. The worker mm -hmm. said they had remained in the sorting office for a month before being shared out amongst the staff. See, I don't know if I'd want to eat something that had just been sat around for a month. No, yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't think I would either. But then I guess they were hungry, so, you know, mm. clearly we're not paying them very well. The footage was shown to a Instagram stories via the account that has since been deleted. Shocking. It certainly is. This is where it gets sad. Okay. Do, 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 do. Royal Mail did not see the funny side of this incident and is considering disciplinary action. <sighs> Can't say I'm surprised. Can't say I'm surprised, but, you know, yeah. if it's a genuine mistake... Well, I think that's the case, isn't it? If it is a genuine mistake, then, you know, mm. it's not like... It, and I saw the video and it kind of looked like it was a genuine mistake. He, he didn't, didn't look happy then. <laughs> well, he looked... He looked at, well, his face was kind of blurred out. So, but, you know, mm. he kind of looked as though he was uh, off his face, but he like didn't really realise why. <laughs> so a spokesperson said, Royal Mail expects the high standards of behaviour from our people at all times. We are taking this matter very seriously. We have commenced an investigation which will determine whether any further action, including disciplinary action, might be taken. We are also reminding all staff at the delivery office of the correct procedures for dealing with items with no address for delivery or return. Yeah, see, this is the problem. They could be, they could have been trouble for basically messing around with the post that's where they can end up in real trouble where it becomes disciplined because the the prophecy shouldn't do that it should probably just be destroyed because i think when it's in i think until it gets to a destination it's the property of the crown oh is it so yeah i'm sure that's the case that it becomes the property of the crown while it's in transit you're not meant to, you can never the things you're not supposed to touch the mail you know if it's like just sat around it's only supposed to be the male people who touch it and deal with it because i know that one's when i nearly you know, went to pick something up. And I was like, please don't touch the mail, sir. So I was like, okay, okay. Um, but I'm sure it's property of the Crown. But yeah, I can see what's going on. And also, even if they're not actually done for anything, you've got to be shown to do it, haven't you? So they yeah. can't not. Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, if a football player can go on and play, you know, why not make all the posties in South London, you know, allow, you know, give them a knighthood. 
to, to quote Al, Al Partridge, well, it sounds a bit strange, but well, no, Al Partridge thing was cook a cat, not kick a cat. So yeah. either way, when he's upset over something like cook a cat, Lynn. But no, we don't condone that either. The whole thing, I think, the, I'd, I'd be very surprised if they do go after them. I suspect probably it's just they've got to be shown to make some sort of stance against it. So, but watch this space. And whatever you do, don't eat weird brownies <laughs> that you don't know where they're from. <laughs> or do, whichever. It's yeah, your choice at the end of yeah. the day. <laughs> I probably wouldn't because I'd be scared of making myself ill. But, you know, if you want to take the risk, you know, eat some raw beet as well while you're at it. Yeah, In fact, do exactly. both. Do both and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then go to a supermarket and see if you can find a vole or a mole or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Go <laughs> so you can find a mole. That, yeah, try all these things. Yeah. And a fish See how long you survive. Yeah. <laughs> well, James, I think then in that note that we should wrap up this episode. I agree. We've called it a quickie, but it's uh, an hour. So it's about a length of a normal show anyway. So with editing, <laughs> it's going to be a little bit less. But um, yes, I th- I feel good that we've recorded. I don't know about yes. you. You feel a bit no, happier? it's all good. It's well, you know, about happy as ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you know, we're both measurable still. So <laughs> in that case, then James, I think that we've been talking enough cods wallet this week. I have been Gemma. I've always have been James. Yeah. And remember, guys, check us out on social media at Quads Wallet Pod for Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and join our YouTube channel by searching Talking Cods Wallet Podcast. Woo! Please. <laughs>